Guys, thank you very much for listening to the Photography Bar podcast. If you enjoy the show, please make sure to support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, as well as our Patreon, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Please leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. And with all that said, let's head to the bar. Hello everyone. Well, before we get stuck into the main podcast episode, we just wanted to have a quick chat with you about the upcoming photography show at the NEC on the 16th to the 19th of March, 2024. We do have 20% off on the entry ticket. So do have a look in our show notes for the discount code. But Cam, quickly, what's going on at the show? Yeah, well, this is the perfect place, Mark, to browse kit. There's more than 250 brands on the, sh- on the, on the floor this year. So you can get your hands on kit, which is going to be absolutely great. Loads of discounts. So this is the place to get your discounts if you want to buy any gear. Plenty of live demos as well. Nikon School, Canon Spotlight, and a whole host of others as well. So this is the place to go. NEC, the 16th and 19th of March. Get your tickets. Get your discount. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Photography Bar podcast. Uh, for those who have exquisite ears, probably have noticed that my voice is not quite the same today. Yes, I've come down with the dreaded man flu. Um, I did catch it for my wife, though. So, uh, so yeah, it, I blame her, basically. Uh, but Cam, I think you're feeling a bit under the weather as well, aren't you? Yeah, I have been. I did have a bit of a cold. In fact, I'm opening up. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Uh, oh, a throat and chest uh, soothing menthol lozenge. I've yeah. got. And... Uh, um, yeah, and uh, I think we're both going to be. Uh, I'm, I've definitely got a cough that I've had. I've struggled to get away with. It's not well, infection. I've had it checked, yeah. uh, which is all good. But yeah, well, it's uh, so not the ideal time to do a podcast. But hey, you know, we hey, soldier the, on. We do. We soldier on for you, lovely listeners. Um, I think we're going to be pressing the mute button a few times, though, won't we today? So let's put our mouses over the mute button if you think we can. I'm sneezing yeah. and coughing, if, and you're doing so. If we suddenly go quiet or something happens or we do start coughing, it's because we've gone to turn um, um, yeah. turn the mic off, which I'm about to do now and have a cough. Okay, well, I'll just see if I can. Uh... <laughs> that was seamless, absolutely seamless. I'm just going to see if I can fill a bit of airtime while uh, Cam, Cam's coughing. We, we can't be doing this all podcast. I really hope not. But uh, anyway, we are professionals, obviously, and we're going to carry on. So before we get into the stories, obviously, you heard um, obviously about the uh, the discount that we're offering with the uh, the photography show. Uh, but we have a bit more news about the photography show, don't we, Cam? Uh, we do in that. Um... That the photography show have just announced that Adobe also joins the exhibitor lineup. Says we're delighted to announce that Adobe will be joining the 2024 exhibitors on the show floor. And uh, it says, goes on to say, while many of the brands like to keep us guessing as to what they'll showcase kit wise, we've had some exciting snippets of info coming through from Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm, Vanguard, uh, Ilford, uh, Hobolite, Godox, and Photo Studio sponsor. Um, that's that Hanumahuel, however you say it, Mark. I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so yeah. to visit the, yeah. I was going to say even more reasons to go. Um, and please do check out that discount that we've got on our link. Um, so it's in the show notes. So if you do want to go, we've got a discount for you. So yeah, use that link and, and get your tickets while they're there. Good stuff. Okay. So Mark, um, we have a new King in this country, don't we? In the UK. 
Yes, me. No, no. no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> no, after... I'm I'm king joking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah. obviously, after um, uh, after the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II, um, King Charles III uh, took over, and. I'm sure you've seen it. You may just not remember, but I know that when I've been to some government buildings, um, that I would see a portrait of the Queen uh, hanging up on some walls. Definitely the local register office, um, all sorts of uh, uh, different different buildings. They they would have a portrait of the Queen. Yeah, yeah, I have. you come across that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. I mean, I, I can't remember what the portrait is, but. I seem to remember there being one there. It's it's kind of part of the well, literally part of the furniture, isn't it? You know, it is. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, you are now going to start seeing, unsurprisingly, pictures of um of, of our king. Yes. And um, but it's causing a little bit of a stir. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, it's causing a little bit of a stir because um, there is a shocking price tag, uh, for the official portrait. For UK buildings. Now, I'm not going to ask you how much, okay? okay. Um, but uh, it says, uh, the UK Cabinet Office has defended a monarch portrait project, which has been labelled a shameful waste of money by critics. Okay. A new official portrait okay. of King Charles III that will hang in public buildings in the UK has been unveiled. The photograph, which was taken by Society Photographer Hugo Bernand in Windsor Castle, it was taken uh, 2023 uh, last year and shows the sign and shows the king in full military regalia. Okay, so okay. Uh, yeah. very similar to the queen's portrait. It's it's the formal portrait. Yeah. You know? And so local council, schools, courts. This is LinkedIn places. profile picture, isn't it? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Police forces. Um, so those those people can apply for it. So uh, public authorities. Local councils, courts, schools, and police forces can apply for a free frame, framed portrait. And it says, with delivery of the 64 centimeter by 51 centimeter portrait expected to take place between February and April. So now, photographers speak in inches mainly. Is that right, Mark? <laughs> yes. So what is 64 absolutely. centimeters? What is 64 centimeters in inches? Could you look that up for me, please, uh, while I carry on with this? Well, I can try so, looking it up. I was just trying to see if I'd know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, blokes and inches, we we, <laughs> we, we often mis mismeasure. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so 60, it's not in, it's 64 it's, centimetres, was it? Yeah. In inches. Okay. All right. It's 25.197 inches. So it's about 25 inches, basically. Okay. So it's going to be something like a, I don't know, 2420 or something. Yeah, like that, something along those with, lines, yeah. With a mount, with a crest, with a frame, it's going to be a sort of a fair size. Yeah. And um, and not anybody can have it, okay? Um, there are certain, you know, government places, you know, official places, uh, you know, uh, official places. Is it so I can't have one then? I can't have one. No, I can't have one. Okay. Okay. They can apply to have it for free. Now, as we know, nothing is for free. No. Okay. So uh, this is the Cabinet Office that announced last year that it had set aside funds to offer every public body a portrait of King Charles. So right. um, it, and here's where we come down to uh, the cost of it, okay, because these places can apply for free. I love the way they throw in that it's free. You can apply for a free portrait. Okay. 
Okay, I'm just going to tell you how much it is. The cost of having the face of the monarch hanging on the wall as part of this government-funded scheme is is ta-da, eight million pounds. Whoa, for for the okay. entire project, though, this isn't like per building. Mm. No, no, for the entire okay. project. Right, the entire project is going to cost eight million okay. pounds. That's what they put aside for it. Now they might find that they use up that eight million fairly quickly because a lot of people apply for the free portrait. Yeah, it's not. They might I mean, find. A lot of but, people don't. Yeah. I mean, £8 million is obviously a lot of money. I don't think I'll ever have £8 million of my own. Uh, no. um, but in the skip, because every time you hear about government projects and stuff, you always see it, it's billions now, isn't it? It's never millions. Mm. It's always mm. billions. So £8 million in, in, in the in the scheme of government projects is probably not that much. However, however, I can understand why people maybe... Are a little bit miffed about it when we we've got food banks on in every city. So, um, yeah, it says here. It's... Yeah, I mean, it says considering the country is still in the throes of a major economic crisis, the initiative has faced strong criticism, especially from the surprise, surprise anti-monarchy group Republic, which sees the initiative as antiquated and described it as a shameful waste of money. Well, at yeah, a, at a time when a majority of local councils are raising taxes and cutting public services. When schools and colleges and schools and hospitals are struggling to spend even one pound on this non on sorry and to spend even one pound on this nonsense would be one pound too much. Yeah, to, I mean to be honest, uh, people hmm. like people like that. I don't have. I mean, they have an agenda. They they, <laughs> they don't want hmm. the monarchy. They want to be a republic. So hmm. of course, you know, it would have been shock horror if they actually liked the idea. So um, you know that that that's that's they were always going to say that. Um, I I understand. You know, we, we are in a in a difficult situation economically as a country at the moment. I don't think we are, you know, where we used to be. I'm mm. noticing things are more expensive. Um, you know, like I said, we've got food banks going on and obviously the schools and the NHS. But you know what? That eight million pounds would just get swallowed up by the by the NHS. I don't think it would do anything for the NHS. Because the that- to solve the NHS, you need billions and billions. Eight million is gonna do naff all, I think. I also uh, think a lot of I think also but- I think a lot, of, and we've got to be careful. We don't go into different subjects here. Yeah, I think a lot of money is wasted by the NHS and the yeah, way yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. So, I do believe that there is more than enough money that goes into the NHS. It's just how that money is used. It's, it's used. Yeah. No, I understand that. But my point is, I'd, eight million pounds in government projects terms mm. is a drop in the ocean. Mm. I know that sounds crazy because, like I said, I'm, you know, I, are you ever going to have eight million pounds in your bank account? I'm. Probably mm. never going to have that in my bank account. So, mm. um, so you know, when it seems to, but I don't know. It, it's it's kind of weird because we are a monarchy country. You know, we we, we it, it that that's who we are. Um, uh, I know, you know, the, the amount of money that's spent on flags and things like that must be somewhat similar. I'm guessing. You know, if you think about all the castles and all the public places that have the Union Jack, and then it's the St George's Cross, and and it's the Welsh Dragon, and and the Scottish flag. Um, you know, they, they they all have. You know, I'm sure that's about eight million pounds as well. So mm. we, we've there there is an element of what do you put a price on culture? I guess. Um, I I, I really don't care if the portrait the queen uh, the king rather is up in these places or not i i, I it doesn't bother me i'm not anti-monarchy either um mm. but it's not going to ruin my life if it's not there how i've said that though it is basis of this culture of our country um that we are all citizens of 
um, and that is part and parcel of it. And mm. yeah, what can you put a price on your culture? I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not saying no. that's right or wrong. It's just a question, really. The thing is, is there is always going to be money that's going to be used like that. And 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 if we had a say in every single penny that was spent, you know, then I think a lot of cultural things wouldn't exist. Yes. So you're right. Absolutely. You know, it is. It is part of culture. So yeah, culture is very important. I mean, the reason mm. that we're employed and the reason mm. that we do what we do is because we create image. You know. I remember saying when we first started this podcast, I think I probably said I during because it was the pandemic when when I started mm. being on here. And I think one of the things I did say is, you know, guys, I've really now have understood how important, unim, sorry, how unimportant my job is to society because I'm not doing anything. During, you know, mm. my wife was, works in a pharmacy. She, she was mm. working or the NHS, you know, they were working, you know, Tesco's people working in Tesco's, you know, they were necessary for our society me as a photographer actually you know for for survival i'm not needed <laughs> mm. i'm not needed but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have photographers and we shouldn't have uh these these elements of culture because they are important it's about life enrichment um we shouldn't have food banks we, we shouldn't be you know we're, i don't know we're the no, fifth or sixth richest economy in the world i mean that's really is yeah, it's something like that. We, we are a very rich Western country. The fact that we've got food banks is money mismanagement by our government, not by the people using it, just just to be sure on that. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the, the fact that we've gone down that route mm. and that got, the government can't help people and it has to be mm. food banks is, is crazy. That is money mismanagement by our... Mm. And that's not a anti-Tory, it's not an anti-Labour, it's across the board. So... Yeah. Um, but let's but yeah sorry I've, I've i have got let's bring uh, it back point, to photography yeah no yeah. yeah but my point is i think my point is is that <laughs> can you put a price on these cultural things you know mm. we have museums you know how much you know the national portrait gallery i mean mm. is, is, is am i right in saying taxpayers subsidize some of these galleries that that we have they must do because it's free they, to get into the yeah, national it's free portrait to get gallery into. okay mm. so how how much do we spend on things like the national portrait gallery um, yeah. Is that important? Sorry, I know it it's felt cold, like I was yeah, going off on right. a tangent, but, you know, these food banks are here and they shouldn't be there, but yet we're still spending taxpayers' money on the National Portrait Gallery. Well, where, where do you stop? Okay, so we don't want £8 million spent on the King's Portrait being in these buildings, mm. although it is part of our national heritage, our culture, that mm. we have a monarchy. Okay, so we... You don't want that. Okay, so next one is, well, we don't need this National Portrait Gallery thing, do we? I mean, you know, there's people starving. Well, yes, I understand, but we should be able to have both. Yeah. Um, and if you, the arts, remember again, back in COVID, the arts got hit and the mm. arts are massively, massively important to, to the, our, our culture. And, you know, we are more than just social well-being. Yeah. Social well-being and yeah, absolutely. Mental health and all that kind of stuff, you know, all, all those things that aren't tangible like money is, I mm. guess, um, yeah. you know, you can't really sort of count it. Um, but no, I, I think I think you know eight million pounds, as I said, is a drop in the ocean as far as government expenditure is concerned. So it's not mm. going to do much else. Um, do I think there shouldn't be food banks? Of course, there shouldn't be. Should, should people be more uh, helped with the way things are? Yes, I do. But that doesn't mean it should be at the expense of culture because culture for me is really, really important to our country. Yeah, and now let's bring it back to photography because um, uh, I could uh, you could have a whole conversation about that, Mark. And it, um, yeah. I agree with everything that you've said. And um, the actual photographer, uh, though, uh, was as I said, was Hugo Bernand. And now Hugo, we've mentioned Hugo Bernand before, going back m many episodes ago um, when Kate and William got married because he was a he was a photographer for for their wedding. I mean, he's got a good, good good family gig there, isn't he? 
Yeah, it's a bit of repeat business there. <laughs> yeah, and, very uh, good repeat business. Former Tatler photographer. He says he's tackling the coronation. He did that. He followed in the footsteps of Cecil Beaton and who and Cecil Beaton, who famously photographed the, the late Queen um, when she was crowned in 1953. So it looks like Hugo is 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 the go-to person for the for the royals. Um, you know, he'll be the one that uh, is is on their speed dial. Very lucky. Uh, whenever Hugo. they need any and uh, yeah, definitely and you know. And you know, recent portraits and photos that I've seen of the royal family, a lot of them they've taken themselves. As we know, Kate is a keen photographer. Yes, she is. You know, they're, they're trying to bring everything up to date. They're trying to bring their style and be far less formal and all of you know and, and, all, and all of that. You know, not being so stuffy mm. uh, because that's just the way styles are going in general. That's what everyone wants. Um, and and this this actual portrait that he's taken of the king is very formal because that's really what it's supposed to represent. And you still need to have that formal element of photography, uh, of photography as well. But he himself, um, you know, former Tatler photographer, very well known uh, within this, that sort of, that sort of, I suppose, a higher society. Yeah. Type of, you know, uh, world that he lives in, but, but fair play to him. Good luck to him. Yeah. And uh, if he's got that gig, yeah, then fair play. Um, well, yeah, and, uh, I mean, and he must, and he must be very good to have got that as well. So, uh, but whether you agree with it or not, you know that the, the king's picture is going to be out there. You might well see it, and I think when you do see it next time, you go into a government building or a police station <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> I don't think it's in school, every police station. Maybe <laughs> your school's parent parents' evening. You see it happening up in school. You'll know that uh, the school didn't actually pay anything because they got it for free. But you know that how much money was set aside for that. And uh, what I would say, you have well, your own opinion, and you'll have your own opinion on that yeah. as well. So, um, Mark, I'm going to um, desperate need for a drink, and okay. uh, and, and, uh, and and another cough sweet as well. So, Mark, you've come across a story which um, is quite interesting, but it's not the actual story you want to talk about, is it? No. So, um, I, I was looking. Obviously, I'm always browsing these sites, and I saw this article on Petapixel, and um, it was it was one of those uh, my my wedding photographer wasn't very good stories you know and this wedding photographer it wasn't just one couple it was a few couples they do name the photographer i'm not going to do that because that's not what i really want to talk about um you know we always see these stories don't we uh, they get more clicks and likes than the stories of how wonderful my wedding photographer was but that's by the by um but it was one of the comments on this story that really got me thinking so uh, I'm not going to name who the comment was or anything like that, but it, it just got me thinking. So here we go. It's the first part of it. Um, big problem in wed event photography in general and weddings in particular is there is no barrier to entry at all. So essentially what they're saying is anyone can set up a photography business and say they're a wedding photographer. It's not like a, again, goes on to say, you know, if you want to be an Uber driver, you have to have a driver's license. And I guess, you know, and I was thinking, yeah, but everyone has to have a driver's license to drive, drive a car. But if you want to be a lawyer, you've got to be on the bar, haven't you? You know, you can get debarred if 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 you've done something bad. Um, you know, not anyone can be a police officer. You have to be trained and you have to be certified. Um, an electrician and a, and a gas uh, certificates. You know, if you want to be a, um, a gas engineer, you have to have a gas safety certificate. If you're an electrician, you have to have an electric safety certificate i'm guessing i don't know the actual term um but you have to have these standards these basic standards that this person is competent at their job now 
I'm not talking about wedding photography. Sorry, I'm not talking about photography in general. I'm talking about specifically wedding photography because, you know, you've got one chance to get it right. It's not like, other, you know, if, if you've got a product photography uh, system uh, shoot wrong, you, you can redo it. It's a pain in the bum for the client. It's a pain in the bum for you. But nevertheless, it can be redone. However, with a wedding, you got one shot. And if you mess it up, you mess it up. So it's, it, yeah, it, it's quite an important job to get right. And there is no sort of basic standard for a photographer to advertise their work. There's no certificate. There's no badge. There's no you know, license or, or whatever it is. And I, I just wonder, do we need one? Should we have one? I mean, what do you reckon, Cam? Uh, Corgi, that's the uh, gas. Um, Thank you. That's the one. Yes. Isn't it, you Thank see? you. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you want to be yes. a, a plumber. Oh, yeah, anyway. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think going back, going back a few years ago when you had the MPA Master Dogs Association, the IPP, which these, these, just these boards still exist. They would, you would submit some work and then you would get some qualifications and some letters after your name, whatever, whatever those, I can't remember exactly what they were. Yeah. Come back years ago, there was this real sort of push for, you know, that you are a member of the MPA, you're a member yeah. of the BIPP. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I think generally people were more aware of that. However, I think nowadays, I don't think anyone looking for a wedding photographer even remotely thinks about whether this person that they're thinking of using or is going to use is qualified in any way at all. They're purely looking at that photographer's images. That's all. That's that's basically what they're basing their decision on and, and price. Other than yep. that, they don't care whether this photographer has got a master's in photography. Yeah. A and probably personality as well. Right? Guess, yeah, and personality. Okay. That's, that's <clears throat> okay, so are they relevant? Would they be relevant uh, only if it was a government qualification? Only if it was a yeah. government thing. Um, that's the only way that it could be done. But if, if but I was going to say, if somebody set up something like the MPA, no, the MPA is already there. The BIPP is already there. They do really good stuff. And I think they really help photographers yeah. um, really push themselves. But do they help land people a wedding photography shoot? No, I don't think so. No. I, I, well, I really don't. The only thing but, I'd say about people like the B is, is the BIPP, you got the MPA, you got societies as well. You know, you don't yeah. have to have an entry sort of qualification, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I was it, really fortunate because I got into wedding photography purely by sort of accident, really. Well, or not by accident. Somebody had approached me and said, do you, do you fancy, you know, coming out to doing wedding photography with me? He was already a very established wedding photographer. Yeah. And before I knew it, I was going out. I'd been out for three years with him, three summers unpaid. And he was showing me what to do. And then he said to me, yeah. right, you know, you've, you need to shoot your first wedding on your own. I'm guessing that's that that part partly is. I mean, the thing is, you're talking about with the MPA and 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 the IPP and societies and all that. It's it wasn't a legal requirement. It's not like you have to have this thing um, before you can advertise yourself as a wedding photographer. Unlike an Uber driver, you know, you cannot mm. advertise yourself as an Uber driver if you don't have a car license. No, that's right. Um, yeah. And you cannot advertise yourself as a lawyer, I think, unless you're on the bar. I don't know if that's the right phrase. Um, but you know what I mean. So yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, it's possible that, you know, 
those jobs, you know, you, being being behind the wheel of a car is more life and death, I guess, than a wedding photographer. But like I said, a wedding photographer, you've got to get it right on the day. That's what makes wedding photography, I think, very unique compared to all the other disciplines of photography. I guess fashion mm. on the carpet or whatever. But mm. uh, event photography and in particular wedding photography is very unique compared to everything else because you've got to get it right on the day, on the night. It's got to be right. Um, so it needs to be something that is specific to that. And it cannot be something that is an opt-in. It's it, if For it to work... Um, and to be, you know, what what we're discussing here, it has to be something that's a necessity to have. You know, mm. it, you know, my my photography degree doesn't really tell anyone that I'm good at wedding photography. It mm. just says I'm I've got a degree. Mm. Um, it doesn't say I'm good at organizing groups and arranging mm. groups of people. It doesn't say I'm good at you know because you're basically organizing the day, aren't you? The wedding. Well, actually, mean, yeah, I mean that's a good that's point because thing. that's what's gonna that's what's gonna come on to next because you just sort of saying about you know, that having done a university degree, people don't know if you're a good wedding photographer it involves different skills. You know, at, yeah. when you were at university, did they show you how to, was any part of your course about how to control people, how to deal with no. people, no. right? It probably wasn't. So I'm just, while we've been talking here, I just typed into, you know, become a qualified wedding photographer and Indeed, which is a, a career, a jobs, finding a job uh, website, says, what's a wedding photographer? So this is jobs about wedding photographers. This is a wedding photographer is a professional who captures special moments in photos at wedding celebrations. They record memorable scenes and details throughout the wedding day. For example, they may photograph the moment when a couple exchanges rings and vows during the ceremony. Working as a photographer allows you to develop creativity, communication, interpersonal and technical skills. Wedding photographers may also document the wedding celebration by framing or organizing photos into an album. This is how to become a wedding photographer. The first steps it says learn about photography. Okay. okay. I mean, it's right. if they have to highlight that, but anyway. Right. Yeah. The first step to become a wedding photographer is to learn about photography. Number two. And also, sorry, with... I'm, I'm, if I just mm. may jump in there, um, it's very ambiguous, isn't it? Learn about well, well, what do you mean? Uh, so, well, do you want me to just research photography for a day and I've learned about photography? I mean, no, what does that mean? And that's the problem them, there. Yeah. To be fair to them, they say you can learn by reading blog articles from other photographers, attending workshops, looking up online resources and practicing your art. You can also take online short courses resources. in photography. Short courses in <laughs> you... photography. That, that's not, yeah. okay. that's not enough for a so, wedding photographer. It's not enough. No. So number two, network with other photographers. Okay. So it's all very easy to say, I want to become a wedding photographer. And someone says, right, okay, you could learn how to take photography. Okay, great. Okay. Let's tick box on network with other photographers. Right. How do I do that? networking is basically a, a complete it's got nothing to do with photography it's all to do mm -hmm. with marketing yourself so so then does that mean that you need to go and do a marketing course of some sort okay number or do three they mean do you, or do they mean networking doing what you did um, um before you became yeah. a wedding photographer you you uh, you know you latched onto this wedding photographer didn't you who basically showed you the ropes yeah, that's right. I latched on. Yeah, sorry, that was <laughs> yeah, bad. Right, yeah, bad. Yeah. But you know what I mean. But there's yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with latching on. That's what you should be yeah. doing. You should be latching yeah. on to someone and, and sucking it them just, dry of all is, the information that... that it does, it, it does say, need. actually... Yeah, you're right. Because actually what it does say is wedding photographers can also mentor you throughout your career. So it's having a mentor as well. Um, that's you probably know, a better way of be putting really it. Good. That's right. 
Yeah. So it says about gaining experience. Okay, so you've got to uh, number four, investing in photography equipment. So now you've got to figure out budgets and those type of things and the right yeah. equipment to buy. So you've got to have some knowledge. Number five, create a portfolio. This relates back to being a good knowing photography. Number six yeah. and number seven says price your services. And number six and number seven says advertise your services. So okay. it's that thing. You are incredibly good at what you do. Okay. Let's just say that you want to become a say you want to become a plumber we mentioned a plumber earlier on yeah okay or you want to become a graphic designer okay or you want to become a, a, a car mechanic and what you're particularly good when it comes to cars actually it's not mechanics but but the paintwork let's say you're yeah. a, a, a you know you're that you, you're work. a specialist paintwork body work that's yeah. it now you're amazing absolutely fantastic what you do and you set up your own business but you've got no idea how to run sort of market yourself so you're there think, and you're think, brilliant, but nobody knows about you. And you I, I, that's not really what I'm happened. talking about, though, Cam. I don't think that's really mm. the issue. If you can't market yourself, that's your problem at right. the end of the day. Okay, that's that doesn't matter. What I'm really talking about here is the confidence in a client to know mm. that this wedding photographer has the basic skills to get me some decent wedding photo photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about. So if I bring in a, an electrician, which I did, you know, when, when me and my wife we moved into our house, we had all the mm. electrics changed in our house. Okay, we knew that the electrician we had had the certificates in place. So mm. basically the, the electrics that he's going to put in is not going to burn the house down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, I don't care how he advertises. Um, you know, that that's up to him. Um, yeah. But, but I'm talking about it's that confidence because this wedding photographer, the, the basis of what we're talking about, this wedding photographer showed up late, didn't provide images, and was generally rubbish, right? Mm. Um, we need to get rid of those people from our industry, don't we? And Or make those people better. You know, it's not about kicking people out as such. It's also about, mm. no, you need to be able to do this, 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 and this. Right, and yeah. If you don't have the attitude to do it, or if you don't know, then you ain't getting mm. this qualification, and you cannot mm. advertise yourself as a wedding photographer. Mm. That's, yeah. that's that's what I was saying, really, yeah. uh, because there are so many different parts to your job as being a wedding photographer. Photography is only a little bit of it, really. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. I mean, you know, the, the 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 website there was goes through all the different roles, and you have to become a community a communicator. You have to become an organizer. Uh, you have to be an editor. You have to you have to have. A, a lot of different skills and be yeah. able to do them at the drop of a hat as well. And how good are you at that? And are you going to meet that client's needs? Um, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of photographers out there that would listen to this and say, yeah, definitely. And it's probably photographers like you and I that have been in it for a long time. But I think there's also a lot of photographers who have come into the industry uh, in uh, sort of, you know, well, not just I'll say recently, but, from whenever they were thinking, well, I just wanted a career change and I just wanted to, I love taking pictures. So yeah, I want to take some pictures. You, and, yeah, um, you, yeah. You can't stop me from doing that. And that's what I want to do. And, uh, but if and, you're ruining you know, someone's and, day and mm. it is a massive emotional thing, mm. um, I, I, I think, and it doesn't have to be difficult, you know, mm. you could do it in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, let's say, I was I was starting out as a wedding photographer. I mean, um, I'm sure you, you don't mind me saying, but you've got, a, you know, I think there's about 10 years between us, isn't there, let's say. Mm. So let's say I started in my, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, and I found you and you took me on. 
you could then vouch for me for this qualification because I'd have been taking mm. X amounts. I'd have this projects to do from this from this mm. board, whatever it is. I have to take X amount of bride shots, X amount of group shots. I have to, you know, and because you would already be a member of this thing because you wouldn't mm. be a wedding photographer otherwise, um, then you can then sign it off. Mm. And that's how you do it, I guess. Um, maybe some university courses could do something similar if they have to have if they're able to have more hands-on experience. Mm. Um, but I, I do think having that standard, I'm not you know after that you can still have better photographers than other photographers. I'm talking about a standard that means that they are going to produce you a set of images that you're going to be pleased with that are basically good. Do you know what mm. I mean? You might have some sort of style that you wanted and maybe they haven't done the style but that 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 that's preferences aside i'm talking about you know attitude being there taking good pictures not taking pictures that are overexposed or out of focus or you know you know and there was another way of photographer i think i saw a story of i think we talked about it years ago about she was just in the booth all the time taking her own selfies in the in the in the photo booth you know stuff like that um you know that that's that's it having that that bottom line standard and uh, i think maybe that should be a thing i don't know yeah i think the biggest qualification now is that uh for a lot of photographers you've got to become the bride's best friend <laughs> well yeah i mean <laughs> that's, that's that's what a lot of photographers seem to be doing now they suddenly want to become the bride and groom's you know the bride's best friend all of a sudden now you know it, oh by the way a, i'm a photographer yeah. as well you know if so it, it, it which just sort of uh like sort of just so it takes the the uh it takes the mickey out of everything really in a well, way it, of, it, the, it, of the hard working professionals i guess doesn't it it does it does and it actually can ruin some friendships as well uh yeah there's oh, another well, story we did who who they delete, didn't they delete all the images because they wouldn't provide a meal for them and they were friends or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there was something like that, wasn't there? That's right. And there yeah. was another one who yeah. wanted to invite a photographer as their wedding guest so then they could do the photography for free because they did that for a friend and all that kind of stuff. You know, you get rid of all of that with, with this. Um, doesn't mean that friends can't shoot wedding photography, by the way. I'm just saying you wouldn't be able to advertise yourself as a professional entity without this qualification yeah. or this yeah this i think that's the, that's the thing i think if if you were able to say i'm such and such photography and you know um and meet to the meet the qualifications of a government board that's yeah what it will be yeah. you know i think uh, so yeah that's right yeah you've met the criteria uh you know you've spent maybe and it should be maybe something that's like two years long or something you know yeah. you have to see this through and it, and it, there's a commitment to it yeah um and and then when couples do book it might well be that they're not ha still not happy with your photos, but it could well be that your photos still meet a certain standard. It's yes. just that you just don't like your expressions or something. Yeah. I think we protect photographers as well because yeah, right. you do have yeah. a lot of photographers who've done, there's nothing wrong with their work. Absolutely nothing wrong with their work, but you do get some couples who are like, no, no, don't like it because of this. And you think, yeah. what? Um, yeah, that's right. You yeah. know, and, and just, you know, basically out of order, clients you do get them you know let's shock horror you, you they, they do yeah. exist um yes. and it would protect you with that as well uh because if you say well look you know i've got this this standard you know i've, I've met all the criteria here you mm. have nothing to complain about here um right, yeah i mean you, you've got we all have our contracts and things can be put into contracts and that's something else but it's mm. that basic standard so people don't get i've got nothing or i've got out of focus shots or you know and anyone thinking of getting into wedding photography, I'm going to finish off by saying, 
just be aware that people now are far quicker to complain about anything and everything much quicker than they ever were. And yeah. as a, and as a wedding photographer, you really have to be prepared to open yourself up to a lot of different things. Um, uh, yeah. It, it, and, and that's just the way people are. And that's, I'm going to finish on that. Okay. I think that's a good way to finish up. Um, I don't think I, I can't see this happening to be honest with you, um, but it would be, It'd be nice. And, and please put comments down on both the stories that we've spoken about today. Uh, it'd be good to know what you, what you guys think. Um, we're on all the socials, as you heard at the beginning of the uh, the episode there. Um, comment under YouTube or, or whatever it is. We, we really are interested to know what people think. Uh, if you want to email us, do it that way. That's absolutely fine, too. Um, with that, though, Cam, we need to give a shout out to our patrons. So, yes. I think we do have, uh, again, I don't think we've got any new ones. It's kind of slowed down a little bit, hasn't it? But um, we got um, Nick Payne. So shout out to Nick Payne, Amara Zainab, and I think it's Carl Sherville. 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 Beg- I yep. always get Carl's name right. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> we, we do like you being here. Uh, so, yeah, Carl Sherville. Thank you very much. Uh, um, and with that, I think that's it for this week. And we'll be there to speak to you again next week. Cheers, guys. 